Welcome to episode 67 of Movies in 4K. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. We have no special announcements this Thursday, so the Phantom's going to get right into it with an interesting fact about the movie coverage this week. Well, it's interesting to me. (laughs) Jewel State is one of the few people of the cast in this movie that hasn't done voice acting for DC animation. What does that mean? That pretty much all the other members in the crew of the ship in this movie have done voice over work for DC Comics. All right, are you wondering what we're covering? Well, let's find out now. From 2005, we are covering Serenity. It's rated PG-13, runs one hour and 59 minutes, two-hour movie. Listed in four genres, Lady Phantom, action, adventure, sci-fi, thriller. I think that's okay. You like thriller? Not that much, but then it let's drop does. It. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, All right. there's not really that much thrilling in this and (laughs) (laughs) i think the first three genres captivated on a whole all right directed by joss whedon the buffy the vampire slayer guy yes he also directed firefly obviously which was the series that this movie is a sequel for and the avengers and avengers 2 okay stars Nathan Fillion, Gina Torres, Chiwetel Torres. <laughs> well, she, she didn't announce it with her native tongue. I'm surprised. Oh, but the things that uh, this girl, she is, I think she was born in the States. So. What does that mean? Oh, well. Well, this is a running gag with the Phantom and I here. So I was so wondering how she was going <laughs> to pronounce this name. I couldn't wait to hear her, and she didn't captivate it what I thought she was going to. <laughs> All right. A couple other stars is who? Alan Tudyk, Marina Bakarin, Adam, Bal- Adam Baldwin, Jewel State. I already mentioned her. Sean Maher and Summer Glau. And basically everybody she said is not a star, I don't think. <laughs> well, they appeared because, in this film. No, I'm excuse su- me. The fact that you don't know them doesn't mean that they're not stars. Yeah, I don't know how big a stars they are. The biggest one is actually Sarah Paulson that's in it for like maybe three minutes. Well, yeah, that was a long time ago. But Alan Tudyk, for example, pretty much if you have seen something with uh, someone making a voice for it you have probably heard him he was for one of many the voice of sunny in irobot for example but he has done a lot of voiceover okay lady phantom is going to take the lead on this because this is based solely off the tv show firefly which she is going to tell you what that is about and first how long did that series run it was only one season. Wow. Okay, so what's the story behind this ship in outer space? 
It's just basically like, a, I, actually, I'm amazed that they didn't include Western in the genres because this is supposed to be a Western in space, like the Firefly series but it and can't the movie. Be a Western, they're not in the Western part of the United States, which Excuse is what me, a Western is. As the is. doctor would say, the universe also has a West. So, no, I mean, it's just a ship with a crew and they do missions they are like contraband selling people and maybe not exactly the best people around but they have adventures in space and save some people here and there and black market other stuff and stuff like that i mean that's you don't want to go into the backstory into that not really like how is the world evolved in this movie and tv series well, I don't know. Well, this is like way in the future to begin with. And they are just like different peoples living on different planets. And there is like black market and good selling between different planets. And in that series, they just like get people from like... They get these, uh, the brother and sister, which are Summer Glau and Sean Maher. Their names are River and the Doctor. I don't remember the his name in the series. But like they save them because there are people, let's say, looking for her, for the girl. Like there is something with her, but you never quite get it clearly on the series. But she is special. In a way, she's a mind reader, for example. Okay, I wanted you to touch on the universe that this is set in. Well, it's a universe with human beings, but also people that have evolved in a weird way, which is actually explained in this movie. Like how this bad people, let's say, came to be. And the alliance and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly, I think that's key about the alliance, this corporation or people that is controlling the planets and they want people to conform yeah i mean pretty and much then you like have which is very key in this movie i don't know if it is in the tv series that's why the phantom's gonna have to take the lead here is there's reavers there's cannibals yeah they are like people that is explained actually how they came to be all right, movie. I'm going to make an attempt at that because I thought Phantoms was kind of lame. <laughs> this group of seven or eight people on this ship that travels interplanetary, they want to survive. And they do missions for other populations on different planets to go in to businesses and maybe steal money or loot or help just so they can survive the head guy here played by nathan fillion is ex-military and he don't want to conform with the main people and he's not bad per se even though he steals and everything but he's just after maintaining his ship his crew and feeding them so they have missions i would assume every episode in the tv series yeah 
sort of like a Star Trek type thing. Yeah, it's the, sometimes it's not just like a mission, but something that happens to them and all the episode centers around right, that. Right, and they're after money. They got to yeah, survive I mean, and live, so they got to go and meet these different populations, factions. No aliens here. There's no weird-looking beings or anything like that. Uh-huh. This is all human population that has lived on other planets and the main corporation behind this does something what's called terraforming to each planet to inhabit them and peaceful and everything like this. Yeah. It is a deeper thing here. Yeah, it's like if you have seen, for example, Man of Steel, you know that Zod tried terraforming Earth so the people from Krypton could survive, but that was not really a good thing, right? Now, here you are assuming that these are planets that are uninhabited and they are just terraformed so human beings can survive in them or something like that. Right. Okay, so Lady Phantom, right off the bat, is this a movie that people would even be interested in if they haven't seen Firefly or know anything about it? Ooh, um, I don't think so. I think you you do need a little bit of background information. But then again, if you know nothing about the series, I think you can get into it. But it's, I mean, if you have already seen the series, you already know the characters and you are more invested with them. So basically, this movie don't stand on its own. I would love to say yes, but I don't think so. What do you think? Okay, well, I happened to watch a couple episodes when, when I was watching it, the yeah. series because she bought the box set. So I was familiar with some of the characters and they all have a certain personality that makes up this ship. Um, yeah, it's tough. I would think if you know nothing about this, just pass this by personally. Because it doesn't hold up. Even though they do go into a little backstory when this movie opens up about what's going on with the Alliance, you know nothing about this group of people. So you really need some context there. So I personally don't think this holds up on its own and would be really non-interesting for somebody. So, But if you watched actually Firefly... This is perfect. Like, it's a great finishing. And it must for not have series. been a popular series because it only lasted one season and didn't get renewed. So, it was very popular and a lot of people love it. But I, I don't remember exactly why it was that it was just left there. I don't remember if it, no, it wasn't when the, when the strike happened. I, I know that something happened. Or I, I seem to remember, and that's why they didn't renew it. But it was it, it's a very well loved series, and it's pretty much reached By the fans. How many fans it is? Yeah, and this actually, is a cult movie. This is a very limited. This is not a mainstream thing. Yeah, but uh, actually, after the series ended, like there were a lot of people clamoring for some kind of second season or movie or something. Uh, so after 
So a few years, they finally made this movie, which was Joss Whedon's first feature film, actually, because people wanted it. Like, they clamored for it. Okay, I would also assume that this movie's not going to pertain to our international audience here. No, I wouldn't so, think so. We apologize for that. This is a 4K we had to cover. We cover them all. So just be wary there. I personally don't think, and I think Phantom agrees, if you don't know nothing about Firefly, you're not going to go spend $30 on this disc because you need context with these characters and you got to feel something for them. You got to know their beginnings and what they're doing even though they do cover a brief backstory in this movie, I think it would lack something if you have no context. Because which, this is a vast universe here. Which is why I highly recommend you guys watch Firefly. Which you can get that if you're interested. Probably on eBay for five bucks you could get this you whole box You can get it set. on eBay and I'm pretty sure it must be available on iTunes and Amazon and everything. It is a good series. It's very much, I don't know, if you saw also Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it's very much Joss Whedon's style. Yes. And, and it's really good. good it, it's got this kitschy feel it's got comedy undertones here not made serious really in any stretch of the imagination it's more fun buffy style i felt that in angel the offshoot to that yeah but i what i like about this guy's style joss whedon is that he knows how to make something light-hearted but then now and then just punch you in the feelings and I like that. And and the the dialogue, the writing in the movie is very witty. And I like that. Well, you think it is. Yeah, I, I do because, okay. yeah. So we're going to give you some overviews here because this is not a mainstream movie. So we're not going to walk it through. The whole story is basically about what that one sentence synopsis is. The crew of the ship Serenity try to evade an assassin sent to recapture one of their members who is telepathic. Right. They do one mission in the beginning of this with a brother who is infiltrating the science lab. And he is passed off as the Alliance, but he's undercover here because his sister is tied up and she is psychic. She's telepathic. And they're trying to make her into a weapon. There's a big escape planned here with the crew of the Serenity, which Serenity is the name of this ship. Yes. And they get her out. And this is where the story evolves. The Alliance is looking for this girl because they want her powers. They want to make her into this ultimate killing machine. So they implant things basically in her mind, which makes her telepathic. And also, Phantom, I will say it wasn't completely explained everything about how this came to be. There was some backdrops placed in here, some visions she's seen, but it wasn't totally clear. It really doesn't matter in this movie. So this crew gets this girl and her brother and they go on this mission. They're trying to get away from the people that want to capture her. And they're going on different lands while they're working. 
Yeah, what I got was that they actually succeeded in making her pretty much the ultimate weapon. But and she was telepath. I mean, that that was her thing. She was a telepath and everything. It's just that they implanted things in her brain to trigger her or to stop her. And that's uh, actually we find out that the first scene is a flashback that someone is watching. So, I mean, this girl is dangerous. She wouldn't look like it because she is mentally damaged from everything they did to her. But she is dangerous and the Alliance want her because she is destructive. Right. We see Serenity, the ship and the crew. They do a couple missions during this movie. And the one thing I'll talk about, and then you can take whatever interested you, is these Reavers. That's what was most interesting to me. When they complete one mission and they want to get paid, they come across these Reavers. It's the first time you meet them. They're human beings, but they're ravage. They're psychotic. They're dirty. And they eat human beings. Yeah, That's things- all they want. They want to eat them alive. Yeah. So they don't want them dead. They won't eat them if they're dead. Mm-hmm. They want the fresh meat. An error in this movie, if you ask me, is I wanted to see more of the close-ups of what these things were doing. Like, they did such quick flashes in this. And some of the makeup effects, when they did stay on one or two of them for maybe a couple seconds, like, they looked really gnarly and dirty and gruesome and just total savages that'll stop at nothing. Almost like fast zombies, I want to Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, fast zombies, like, I don't know, Train to Busan style or World War Z or stuff like that. That kind of zombie. Kind of similar here now i totally agree i would have loved to see more of them and and their destruction but pg-13 so true and we will say that the alliance doesn't want to be around these savages either oh, no. <laughs> any patrol where these reavers are they don't go through either mm-hmm. they don't want to deal with these because they're uncontrollable and there is a backstory that comes out in this movie. So probably to Lady Phantom watching the TV series, this came as a revelation, I would assume. Yeah, this was actually like if there had been a season two of Firefly, apparently this would have been the end of season two. Like the explanation of the Reavers and who they were and why they were and and everything. And in that tiny explanation is where we see Sarah Paulson 16, 17 years ago. She looked very young. Right. All right. What part of the story you want to take? I want to mention Chiwetel. He was such a great villain because he was not really like a bad guy. He was kind of he almost uh, came off robotic a little but he was more like a righteous person like doing all the wrong things for what he believed honestly were the right reasons he's this kind of person he doesn't mind killing men women and children all people anything if he achieves a, a place 
or a situation that he thinks that he believes firmly is the best. Yeah, I believe the direction of this character was done really well. Because oh, yeah. he's very calming. Yes. And unassuming, but badassery to the nth degree. He's lethal. Yes, and, and I really like that portrayal of this character and this guy really pulled it off yeah i really love this guy the chiwetel he is a fantastic actor I, I i will always remember that the very first time i saw him was in a movie called kinky boots a lot of years ago and he plays a uh, some kind of transvestite or something and he was great and Everything I've seen him since has been great. Like, he is a fantastic actor. I want to cover some of the characters here. One is this Nikki Cox lookalike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a poor character here. Like, she's so emotionally tied, and she didn't fit in with this crew whatsoever. Why not? Like, each one of these characters, they have a little arc, and they each one of them knows a certain technical thing about the ship to keep it operating. And she was just very poor and blasé, and I thought extremely, extremely staged acting with her. Like some of the facial remarks she made was so out of left field and so... I could see him standing there. Okay, let's give us a surprise look. Let's give us a bewildering look. Let's give us a scared look. Oh my God, this girl was so terrible as an actress. I disagree, but I mean, she is, I don't know why she doesn't fit with the crew. She's just different. And each one of them has a very specific, as you said, personality to them now yes it's true that in this movie they really don't show you her strengths and that is maybe a problem with the movie but like this girl knows everything there is to know about this ship you cannot talk about what happened before that is we're true. talking about this movie that's exactly why i'm saying that i think that is a problem with this movie that they don't show you her strengths Okay, this Adam Baldwin guy who's not related no, to not the Baldwins, all. right? No. Okay, he's like the macho guy. He was okay. I didn't mind seeing him. He has back and forth with Nathan Fillion, who I did not like this guy, Lady Phantom. And I mean, it goes to part of his character. He has a lot of comic undertones here. Some of the things they're saying towards battle scenes and stuff. And that just cringes me watching a movie because you want to take scenes serious. I This is such a lighthearted galactic adventure. And it could even be included in fantasy, really, because... There's just no revelations. There's no, like, threat, really, because they're playing it so kitschy like Buffy and Angel, and it's just not my style of film. I know this is supposed to be fun and a little nice romp through the wilderness or whatever you want to call, but it just 
makes me roll my eyes some of these lines that are popping out of these characters faces and uh, I, well i don't think he's that good like i didn't buy him when he got real upset no you're on my ship you're gonna do what i say how can you take that serious when the next line is a pun he's popping out of his mouth it just don't work to me phantom okay i disagree because i think people are multi-layered and for you to believe someone when he is angry or happy or something, they don't have to be always so serious because that's just not the way human beings work. A human being can be very angry one moment and very depressed the next and then happy. And they could, you know, speak in funny ways here and there. And that doesn't mean that you don't believe his personality. I'll so, tell you who needed more screen time here, Lady Phantom. And this woman is actually gorgeous. Marina Bakarin. Yes. She is one of the most beautiful women I have she ever seen. She had very little time. She calls Nathan Fillion's character, who's Mal. And I would assume by this movie, I don't know, they were love interests. They were the the will they or won't they okay, kind of thing. Okay, so they never really hooked up. Uh-huh. So yeah. she's on another planet and she calls to him. He knows he's being set up, but he goes there anyway out of caring for her. Mm-hmm. And really, this is the only part of this woman that she's in. She's in the background for the rest of the movie, yeah. has very little lines, does nothing, does no fighting, doesn't clam together with everybody else. What a waste. Because well, this girl do, was a good actress. Yeah, she doesn't do much fighting, but she does do fighting. But she gets beat up, remember, by Chihuahua. Like in, in a scene where he's fighting yeah, Nathan. Yeah, but it's so and, quick. Like she's just quick. in the background in the rest of this movie. She has this one scene and that's it. Now, is she in the TV series? Yeah. What a disappointment. I mean, because this girl, not just about she's good looking, is she can act good and she was interesting. She had an arc, like she was some sort of princess or something. Actually, she was a prostitute. Oh, was she before? Yeah. And then why did she get kicked off the ship and go to her own land? I don't think she got kicked off. I don't remember very well, but it's just that, I mean, she had her. But she things. looks like a princess in here how, or a gypsy or something in this. The well, way she's she was dressing. a very classy prostitute. I okay. mean, that, that's it. But I mean, she is and we will be talking about her sooner or later, I suppose, in Deadpool. So. All right. We need to cover this Summer Glau character who plays River, the sister of the one guy here that saves Simon. Her. <laughs> right. He wasn't interesting either. I'll just say that off the top of my head. But she's this mesmerizing character that has flashbacks and troubling times all during this movie because she can fight she has a lot of implants and uh, you don't exactly know what this woman's deal is totally but she was very good she was intimidating for being a hundred pound girl the fight scenes she portrayed were pulled off pretty well for a tv style movie i want to call they were beautiful I think they work for the most part. 
and she was believable. She had an intense look at times, like her eyes and the glances she gave. You believe she was somewhere else and stuff like that. And she does do some kickboxing and stuff like that. it, It was believable for the most part she uh, actually summer glow was a dancer she had to to end her career as a dancer because she broke a toe but she was a dancer and uh, as far as i understand many of those scenes where she was fighting it was they i thought they were beautiful because it was half dancing and half fighting and this girl can fight and the cameraman was also a dancer, so he knew how to move the camera to to better capture her movements in a way that was like enthralling. And I thought they pulled it off very well. Okay, just to cover last on the story here, you know after a good 15 minutes that this crew is going to take these two in because there's conflict amongst the other people that this girl is dangerous, but they end up helping her. I think it's obvious. It's not a spoiler. And that's what this whole movie ends up revolving around, is finding out about this woman and staying alive against the the alliance. alliance. And this guy that's dead on after them will stop at nothing to get this woman back. Yeah, and it's not really like they're going to help them. I mean, they are part of the crew. I mean, they were always part of the crew. Well, not always, but they have been part of the crew for a long time. But it comes to be very obvious at some point that they might have to kick them out. And that's right. also the, the, the thing. That like, the will they kick them out saying. or not? Exactly, because she is obviously dangerous. Like, they even say in one scene, like, it's not safe. She says, it's not safe. But and the brother, her brother, understand that it's not safe for her. But it's actually she is saying it's not safe for them as a crew. Yes, and he's the doctor, the one that fixes everybody's wounds up and everything like that. And I will just mention because you did say it's PG thirteen. Yeah, there's a lot of stab wounds and stuff that's done off screen. It's a shame. I think this needed to be R. I think it would have been way more interesting. Yeah, because there were a lot of things that would have been really badass if yep, they had been I showed. I agree. Do you want to cover anything else, Lady Phantom? Do you want to no, cover I mean, some I, technicals I, or anything? Well, just as for the story, like, I thought, well, I, I really like Alan Tudyk and I love his character. And the problem is that this is a very, very short movie. I mean, it's two hours, I know. But like you have come if you watched... Uh, firefly you've come to to know and love these people and it feels like a very very short time with them but i thought it was a a a very good closure to this to this um firefly story do you want to mention any of the outer space ship fighting scenes phantom how you thought they were done i thought they were half great half oh my god (laughs) <laughs> good way to put yeah, it yeah i mean like, some of them were so terrible some of them and were some terrible of them were cool i know yeah it's like some of uh, some of it you really believe it and they really pull it off and some of it it's like i mean i you know guys i love doctor who but some of it it's like you're watching doctor who in 2005 i yeah, mean it's that. so tv action like like it felt yeah. like a, if I 
knew nothing about Firefly, and the only reason I do is because of you, I would have thought this was made for TV. It just has that feel. Yeah. It has the cheesy effects at times when they're flying in this one machine going around desert land oh my god it is so bad like it's so fake i thought i was watching you know one of these channels a monster movie or something it was just pretty terrible but there's a climactic scene with a lot of spaceships in the end revolving around planets and the blackness of night and stars were done really well. Yeah. So, so yeah. you got both mixtures here. Yeah. All right. Rating time for Serenity. I'm going to say again, reiterate it. I don't think this is for anybody unless you know Firefly. First off. To me, with technicals, acting, story, dialogue, it, this is a 3.5 to me. It's an avoid. But I will say, personally, I would probably rate this about a 5. I did enjoy it. I thought some things were kind of clever. The women in this were the most interesting to me. The men, not at all. Each one of the women, except the Nikki Cox lookalike girl, like I like like the commander girl. Oh, she's great. The Torres. She <laughs> was really good. And the uh, prostitute that Lady Phantom said, and then this killing machine. They were the ones that kept me into this movie. The guys are so kitschy and the writing and the dialogue that came out of their mouths was not good to me and took me out of the film. So, my final with technicals and everything's 3.5 and an avoid. Unless you have seen Firefly, I think this is a must get the movie to have a conclusion to the story. What do you got? Well, I agree that you need to watch Firefly before you watch this movie. So, I will recommend that you actually do. <laughs> because... It is a very fun series. It might not be for everyone, but it is a lot of fun. And it's only one season, so why not? And yes, I do want to, to take what you said about Gina Torres. She is so fantastic. I have never seen her in anything where she is less than great. And she, she has so much personality and she's gorgeous. I think you should watch Firefly and then... You watch. You should watch this movie. I think this movie is easily an eight wow. out of ten. Yes, with and all them technicals, Phantom. Yes, because it's good. I mean, yes, it has things that roll your eyes bad, but only like in some a few special effects here and there. But I really enjoy everything else. It is my style of film. Like the dialogue, the writing, the story, the punching in the feels. I really enjoy all of that. So to me, it is an 8 out of 10 and a must own. 4K quality. This is a fake 4K. HDR 10. Lady Phantom. 2005 movie. So we're going back 16 years. 10 years before 4K even came out. Yep. How was the green? There is a very mild layer of grain that is not visible throughout the movie. There are times 
when you can see it quite a bit. But most of the movie, it's super, super light and you cannot really see it unless you're looking for it. I'm sure you picked out the two scenes where it got pretty snowy, like in between characters. It was around when they landed on that one planet where the, where the was? twins were and they had to go underground mm-hmm. down into this area yeah there was a scene in there and it stayed on it for like five minutes i was like ooh, they needed to dnr this scene because like phantom said it's always there it's mild it's not distracting and it actually gets lost yes and if you're into the movie you probably won't even notice it really yeah that's true now, I do have a problem here with some black crush in this movie. There was two scenes in particular where you could make out no detail. And this is pretty rare for 4Ks, too. Maybe 5 10% of the time you'll get certain scenes where you just get crushed detail. And there was some that, yeah, it was so apparent to me especially since we're studying these as we're watching them like they were just in this area and a face was completely dark and it lost all texture and i will say the black levels weren't great on a whole in this movie either there are yeah there are scenes. it's very funny because there are scenes where the black levels looked great but then there are other scenes where there are not really any blacks which is funny yeah and there was too many blacks like i said there was some crush in here the best scene was the final climax when all the ships are in space and things flying everywhere and there's stars there and explosions and wings are falling off of ships and stuff like it was very good you get lost in that scene and there was no crush in that Mm -hmm. but in some static scenes and quick moving scenes and there was even a static scene like you see in the back it was just completely crushed out of detail and you didn't know what was back there was it like a little trigger to a door you know it was very poorly done in certain scenes clarity pretty good yeah and there is a lot of contrast. There are a lot of scenes that are lit just like candlelight or stuff there's like that. There's some red scenes, and they yellow look very scenes, nice. yes. green scenes. Yeah, there's one, I, I don't remember exactly what planet it is or what, but you see a lot of different colors and it looks very nice. Yeah, but no pop here. No, not really. I mean, I very think, few I things. think it got the title, and you'll probably remember the scene where a white light from, like, the sun or something came out, and, like, the screen just yes. blew out. Yes. Like, but outside of that, even the fire scenes, which there's several in here, no pop. It no. didn't look extraordinary or anything out of the norm. No. There's even some scenes when they're like running through a city, getting away from the reavers where there's little fires along the edge. Like, it might have been digital fire. I don't know, but it just wasn't up to snuff. I think there was definitely real fire, but there was a lot of digital fire in this movie. And the most fault with this disc is, I think this really highlights the green screen effects. There's scenes when they're standing in the ship 
or some flying instrument or on a mountaintop or something and they got to move or something because the ship is turning and oh my god it's so comically bad to me and i think 4k highlights it because it was a pretty clear what's your take on that yeah it's true i didn't think that it was very obvious like very in your face but it definitely happens but also you get i mean you do get what 4k gives you you know like that a lot of textures in this movie skin textures the the this ship it looks weathered and it feels weathered so i thought that was a plus definitely. all right audio we got dtsx which is the atmos equivalent what'd you think great sound in this movie yeah it felt very cinematic lady phantom i was actually a little surprised by that because i knew this came from a tv show and stuff and i know it was a movie it played in theaters but it did have way more of a cinematic loud atmosphere than the tv show did yeah and it is a movie where as for the sound you do feel like you are in the movie yes like, i'll say oh the bass goodness. was really good in this like the you bass. felt the engines and the movement and the crashes and that. yes and surrounds all the time not many and overheads though not many overheads rain. but there was the rain uh-huh and there were many explosions and everything in the ship where i could hear things coming from above but i mean the sound was great like the surrounds were constant and the music sounded great yeah i wasn't too crazy particularly with the music but that goes to the type of movie it is it didn't have a serious tone to no, it. No, I mean, so I'm, it's I'm not saying really lighthearted actiony. I'm not saying type. that I like the music. I'm saying oh, that it sounded you fantastic. Don't like the music? It's okay, but the point was that it came from everywhere too. Yeah, I will say it. It's a probably a little bit above a normal. Yeah, and uh, there was a scene. I think it was that scene where you mentioned the twins. Like you hear something like a TV screen or something coming literally from behind you. Mm -hmm. It sounds so good. Yes. Like I think in general, the sound in this movie, it does make up for a lot of stuff. It's good sound. I don't think a lot because something I'm going to criticize, some dialogue got lost in this movie. Really? Yeah. I didn't, well, I didn't feel or I didn't hear. And it had just the slightest bit of hollow tone lady phantom it just wasn't their voices weren't full like a modern day movie i think they should have amplified their frequency range a little deeper here because it just had a hollowness to it at all times it was just you knew it was a dated piece Mm -hmm. and i think with just a little time spent it would have sounded more fuller and deeper because you had not much range in these voices they all kind of clashed when they were talking especially when they were over speaking one another so it got lost at times and there was some dialogue lines that i couldn't even understand because how it was produced personally okay all right, Lady Phantom, what do we have on the 4K disc as special features? All right. On the 4K, there are some feature commentaries. And on the Blu-ray, you have deleted scenes, outtakes, 
extended scenes, Joss Whedon introduction, Alliance database, future history, the story of Earth that was, what's in a firefly, relighting the firefly, take a walk on serenity, a filmmaker's journey, feature commentary with writer-director Joss Whedon, and much more. Okay, this is the time if you are interested in Serenity. I am going to say it's worthy, barely, C+, nothing really special. This is like the bare minimum, I expect. The sound effects, the surround, the engulfing of you was probably the best thing about this disc. That was a little above average, although the voices were a little below, in my opinion. And a little mixed baggery with the uh, video. So this is a slightly above an average disc. It's the bare minimum that I would expect 4K to be C+, Phantom. I agree. I agree. I would love to give it a B a B minus, but really I I just think I can because there are problems with the video. As much as I love the audio, there are some problems with the video. I will so. say what looked absolutely terrible and I know what they was going for was when they were taken off in one of their ships, you seen like the gas coming out of the engine and it got real murky looking actually i did like that like, very much you did like that i did yeah, because it looks it looks real yes i understand that but it didn't look like like i don't know it looked murky and i thought it looked fantastic that's okay. exactly the way it would look right. in real it, life i think it's one of them either like how it looked or not because it yeah, it made the people look like wobbly and stuff. And I get it. They were showing you if gas was actually coming out. What was, well, but yeah. I thought, you know, it was actual digital manipulation. And I thought you could tell. And I don't think it was that good. Well, but the, I mean, the people were on the little ship. I mean, on the like below is where you could see that. And uh -huh. I had absolutely no problem really? with that because that's the way it looks. Okay, so the Phantom and I are both the same with C+, and we're both saying barely worthy. No, I'm saying list. it is worthy. I'm not saying barely. I'm saying it's worthy. All right. <laughs> That's going to wrap up episode 67 of Movies in 4K. Lady Phantom, wrap through to the fans where to go real quick. BillShetty.com, where you will find our links and where to subscribe, because of course you would need to subscribe. And you can leave a comment on the guest book. And if you have any suggestions, recommendations, you know you can leave them there too. And that's it. For Lady Phantom, I am Bill Shetty, and we'll catch you on the next Movies in 4K. Bye.